Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we want to help people to recover from the bad New Year's resolutions. Yes, recovering from bad New Year's resolutions. We're continuing our podcast topic this week with um, the person that doesn't even bother to make them. No, now we're at the other end of the extreme where uh, we've tried it for years. It was, seemed noble and exciting once upon a time. And now we're getting a little cynical about it. So why set ourselves up for disappointment? Yeah, not going to do it. Why put energy into thinking about it? Yeah, well, I hurt ourselves. Again, we want to take this not as a you're right or you're wrong, but want to kind of chat a little about what's actually these people are seeing well. Yes. There is something that our cynical friends do understand. There is a positive side to these, the cynical person. Well, believe it or not, yes. All right, well, tell me why. <laughs> and then we want to explore what's not serving them well by taking the approach they are, even if they have a good point. Well, I'm pretty sure I can guess what the uh, negative points to this person are. So well, let's start with that, and then you can tell us about the positives. Well, as you and I have just been promoting even by doing this topic, there is some value to having a time in the calendar and why not New Year's, where we pause and take a look at what's working for us and what's not, and think about some changes. Think about trying a few things differently. And whether we call them resolutions or something else, it can be helpful to have this annual visitation on our working style and our lifestyle that can help us adjust. Well, that seems to be why we have a hard time keeping this person in this category. Exactly. And why we're concerned about them is if you have no time of year that you do that and the resolution format hasn't served you well, giving up on it altogether, you may inadvertently be giving up on change altogether. You may be giving up on self-improvement altogether. You may inadvertently get yourself in a situation where life is just busy and you go on and you don't develop your skills for coping differently, for working better, for learning more. That's a big danger. Yeah, that's never a good thing. It's never a good thing to never evaluate what's going on in your life. Exactly. Both in the workplace and at home. Now, where we do want to give kudos to these people, which was probably the main weakness that we were um, accusing the sweeping change people of, is these, this is a realistic group of people. They know it's hard. They've come against real, up against reality over and over and over again. So, you know, the traditional way of talking about New Year's resolutions probably leans a little more toward the coming up with the idealistic, big, gigantic change. And so that's what the other group needed to learn. This group excels in. They're extremely realistic, almost to a fault. So what we want to do is encourage this person not to stop, not to be stuck in Mm. this apathetic view of resolutions, but really to move, consider moving forward. And maybe not to think about it as a resolution, but think about it as change, need to change. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of the difficulties resulting in cynicism or not even trying, viewing them for what they are is this kind of realistic insight into obstacles that you run into when you try to make change. And as you described saying, okay, well, maybe what needs to change is I just need an alternative approach to coming up against those obstacles rather than saying something like, well, resolutions just don't work. So what's the first step really in coming out of this rut and moving towards change? Well, a small thing I would suggest is one is just giving up the, let's not use the word New Year's resolution. That seems to be a bugaboo for this group and says something out of reach and disappointing right off the bat. So if I'm not going to use that approach, but I do want to change the first step is what do you want? Can you articulate 
what the positive thing that you would like to see in your work patterns, your work relationships, your lifestyle look like. And that has to be pretty specific, I imagine. We want that to be very specific. So it's not just, I want to be more efficient at work. It really has to be, break that down. Break that down into a form. And what this group struggles with is giving themselves permission to want something because they've not been able to get there for so many reasons. And you can only blame yourself for not accomplishing your goal so many years before that gets a little depressing or a little fearful to go toward. So what we want is a, a, a way to give yourself permission to say, you know, I deserve a better approach to things that will give me more peace or more energy or I would enjoy better. And I'm going to try some things. So what the sweeping changes person had, which was a real focus on what they want, this person really needs to take the time to articulate what they want. Exactly. And they actually might have an easier time of doing it because they are so realistic. So it probably won't take the form of the lofty ideal that's way off in the future, some kind of superwoman or superman view of work or home. It'll be something more concrete, and they'll be miles ahead of the sweeping change person just in being realistic about what kind of things they want to see different. And that realism can help in making those small adjustments that we talked about in our last topic, the small incremental changes to bring about the larger goal. Exactly. And these people are naturally equipped that way. They just are fighting against the voices in the culture that say they should be the other kind of person. They should have the more lofty, far-off resolution they've already learned they can't do. And it's too painful to redo. Yeah, so it's really for kind of being a cynical, I don't want to play anymore. Of the types of people we're looking at, there's a lot of hope in this group because they have this already practical bent of what they've come up against in the past. What would be some other creative ideas for this group to try in um, plotting out their change journey? That's a good question because we're struggling with giving ourselves permission to want something. We deserve something. You know, we're all wrestling with different things along the way that that we've been disappointed with so many times in the past. We can be realistic about the steps that it takes to get there. The missing component here might be What sort of support do you need? Is there someone or someones whose I can rally to my side to check in with me to see how I'm doing? That might be a form of support that's helpful to give you a certain kind of assignment. You might want to draw your supervisor into the process and ask to uh, get to experiment with certain skills. You can try things in a kind of a safe context that way. And who do you need on your side so that you aren't out there all alone? Back you know, to what didn't work for you before was this kind of all or nothing, succeed or failure. I'm going to fail, so why bother? Yes, it strikes me that this person really isn't completely in tune with actually what they really want. And it just reminds me of just our last podcast on um, the Passion Finder and sort of that tool that you developed that kind of helps people get in tune with really what matters Mm. to them most. So really just kind of narrows down a way to find out what really pushes their buttons, both positive and negative. Exactly. And one of the voices that people often hear is what I should be and where I should have. And I should have New Year's resolutions and I should be this kind of person. And that's just not very motivating. So yeah, if you can switch the equation around to what do I want? What do I care about? What deeply gets my juices going? It'll transform you. And yes, the Passion Finder lays out eight categories to jumpstart your thinking and a variety of directions to get at things you didn't even know were important to you at work 
that you can learn are important to you because you're now thinking about them in other areas of life. So for this person, really then the steps to follow are a lot the same as our, our first category, making the small adjustments, setting a realistic time frame, and also anticipating roadblocks. And going for something you truly care about that's important to you instead of just the shoulds that are out there. Well, we'll be continuing our series next week with the Half-Hearted Resolution Maker. That will be fun. Yes. And for those of you who have identified with the Why Bother category, we do have some tools available on our website. The Passion Finder that we mentioned is available for purchase. That's right. We believe you'll find it very useful. Well, you can uh, access all of that information and join the conversation on Carl's blog on these topics on the web at boldenterprises.com. See you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.